My name is Carlin Barasenko, and you're listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. You can access back episodes of the podcast over at activelyunwoke.com slash podcast. And while you're there, I hope you'll consider supporting my work at activelyunwoke.com slash support. You can sign up as a paid supporter in my locals community, my Patreon, on my Substack, or you can make a one-time gift. I'm completely funded by you, and I can't do this without you. All right, so I have to read you this article that was posted on Fox News yesterday, but I think it comes from the Telegraph in the UK, and this is mind-boggling to me. Roll Doll Children's Books Rewritten to Delete References to Fat Characters and Add Inclusive Gender Terms. The changes are part of an effort by the publisher to ensure the books can continue to be enjoyed by all today. Listen, I grew up on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The book, this was, I mean, the movie was out by the time I was old enough to understand what it was and read the book, but I always read the book first. The book is the entryway into all of Roald Dahl. At least it was for me. You've got James and the Giant Peach. You've got Matilda. There's so many other amazing works that this man has written that are the stories that you read when you're a kid. And now the publisher is rewriting them because they're simply too offensive to children today. Well, no, they're not too offensive to children. They're offensive to their politically correct parents who want to protect their little darlings from the dangers of the world, not expose them to anything that could possibly hurt their feelings. And in the process, they are absolutely inhibiting the development of any sort of resiliency, sense of self, internal locus of control. If kids grow up in a world where they're having all things censored for them, sugar-coated for them, as it were, isn't it ironic that we're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? And they're literally sugar-coating it! If kids grow up in this type of environment, they are never going to develop the skills and the thick skin required to succeed as an adult in the real world. That's really my biggest concern with all of this. Let's read a little bit and I will offer additional commentary. A publisher has altered children's books by Roald Dahl, the author of several well-received children's books that were later made into hit movies, including Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, to remove language now deemed offensive. Puffin, the publisher of Dahl's classic works, has hired sensitivity readers to make changes to certain portions of the author's wordings in the UK edition as part of an effort to ensure the books can continue to be enjoyed by all today. The publisher's rewrite, first reported by The Telegraph, altered numerous descriptions of certain characters' physical appearances removed references to some characters being fat, and changed some language to be gender neutral. I'm just going to do a quick pause there. I am literally called fat on the internet almost every single day of my life. I don't share that for any other reason other than to say that, you know, for some people who are not the perfect ideal weight, as I am not, you will be called names. You will be called names in the real world. You will be judged by 
well, quite frankly, low-level, bottom-feeding, petty human beings who think that appearance is all that matters. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't really care what people look like. I'm never going to insult someone because of their weight or their looks or their skin color or whether or not they're trans or or any of these other things. I just don't believe in that at all. I don't believe in judging someone based on characteristics that, you know, inform how they present in the world or any of those things. It just seems worthless to me. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are an awful lot of stupid people in the world. We are never, ever, ever, ever going to get rid of stupid people in the world. We are never, ever, 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 ever going to get rid of bottom feeders in the world. We are never going to get rid of these people who believe that your weight, your skin color, your physical appearance, any of these things is the most important thing about who you are. And so what we have to do is build up personal resiliency in starting when they're kids, starting when people are kids. You know, I've often joked that, you know, I, I have this kind of site that I do, you know, basically whenever I feel like it, it's kind of, it's a satire site. It's called Art of the Trigger. You can access it by going to artofthetrigger.com. But it's it's a satire site. I call it a satire site with uh, real self-help. And basically I talk about how people are triggered, why they're triggered. And if you can understand why you're triggered, that means you can overcome being triggered, which is part of the whole point. Now, in the very first article I ever wrote for this site, I took a little bit of heat uh, because I said that kids used to learn these skills when they were bullied on the playground and people were like, oh my word, clutch your pearls, bullied on the playground. How dare you insinuate that being bullied on the playground could could have any positive benefits at all? How dare you? Well, I'm not in favor of bullying. I'm not a pro-bullying type of person. However, we do need to face facts that kids being bullied on the pay- on the playground did actually make them more resilient later in life. I'm sorry. Kids hearing the word fat when they maybe have some pounds to lose, as many children do nowadays, will make them more resilient to hearing it in the future. Now, and again, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, calling for fat shaming of people who are overweight. I am overweight myself. I, I'm i aware of the situation. Whether or not I choose to do anything about it is actually my business and not yours. So I'm not I'm not supporting people going fat, 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 like waving their their judgmental finger in people's face. I'm not in favor of that. I'm certainly not in favor of it when it comes to kids. However, to hide the word fat from people, I mean, like it doesn't exist. That's only going to make the problem worse. It's only going to make them more susceptible to be controlled by other people, not less susceptible to be controlled by other people. The, The value that bullying on the playground has is that you learn pretty clearly and overtly that other people are going to have opinions about what you say and what you do and what you look like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the very best thing that you can do in those circumstances is learn to ignore those types of people or learn to tell those people to F off or learn to not integrate other people's opinions into your perception of yourself. This is a critical skill for people to learn. And the sad reality is, is that most people have not learned 
that skill. Let's continue with the article. Augustus Gloop. The chubby character featured in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is now described as enormous. As though enormous is better than fat. While Mrs. Twit, a character from the Twits, is now described as just beastly, not instead of ugly and beastly. In James and the Giant Peach, the character of Miss Sponge is no longer described as the fat one. Miss Spider's head is not black anymore, and the earthworm has given up its lovely pink skin for lovely smooth skin. In Dolls, the witches, oh god, I love the witches. Wasn't the witches great? In Dolls the Witches, first published in 1983, a paragraph noting that witches are bald beneath their wigs includes a new line that reads, There are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. Oh my god, they are putting clarifying statements in the witches because apparently the witches offended women who wear wigs? Let me just be clear. They are rewriting these sections to appease adults. They're not writing them for the kids. They are writing them to appease the pissed off, overly sensitive Karens that had these kids and are now giving their kids these books and are being offended at, oh my word, Roald Dahl wrote that witches wear wigs. How dare he? Another passage from The Witches that originally described a fat little brown mouse has been changed to Little Brown Mouse. And a section that used to be, here's your little boy, she said, he needs to go on a diet, has been altered to read. Here's your little boy. In Matilda, the description of Mrs. Trunchbull's gray, horsey face has now been changed to simply face. And eight nutty little idiots now reads eight Nutty little boys. They are fundamentally changing the meanings of these books. They are fundamentally changing the perception the kids are going to have of these books. The changes have also resulted in the inclusion of gender-neutral language. I'm just going to pause right there and say, I've covered this extensively in regards to my Socialism Saturday streams. I've talked about it on my Substack, Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot Substack dot com. But one of the goals of the farthest of the far left is to completely eliminate gender. It's not to eliminate women. A lot of people say it's to eliminate women. It's not. It is to completely eliminate gender. It is to make everyone a non-binary. This is why they use they, he pronouns. If you see people using kind of a mix of the gendered pronoun and the non-binary pronoun or they, she pronouns because it's their nod to the non-binary. They know they're not non-binary but they're existing in this social circle in which they have to play the part because that's what is considered socially acceptable by the group. So anytime you see the elimination of gendered language, you got to think back to all of these socialist presentations that we've watched on Socialism Saturday, and you have to see that it is not about eliminating men. It is not about eliminating women. It is about eliminating the gender binary entirely and creating a world full of theys. So when I'm reading 
that sensitivity readers are eliminating gendered language from Roll Dolls books, specifically Charlie and the Flipping Chocolate Factory, I start to get just a wee bit concerned about the situation. The Oompa Loompas in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory were once described by Doll as small men, but now they are rewritten in the books as small people. Similarly, James and the Giant Peach, the Cloud Men, are now cloud people. A notice that sits at the bottom of the copyright page of Doll's latest written edition reads, the wonderful world words, excuse me, the wonderful words of Roll Doll can transport you to different worlds and introduce you to the most marvelous characters. This book was written many years ago, and so we regularly review the language to ensure that it can continue to be enjoyed by all today. Who exactly was offended at Oompa Loompas being men? Who exactly was offended at clouds? Clouds. Being called cloud men instead of cloud people. And and when do you think we're going to get another Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake where Charlie is now Charlotte and all of the Oompa Loompas are women? You know that's coming. They did it with Ghostbusters. How many other movies have they done this to where they replace all the male characters with women and the movie is inevitably worse than the first movie? We try to forget Johnny Depp's version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We don't we don't consider that a real remake. We just want to forget that one. I'm, I'm talking about like the original one, the good one with Gene Wilder as, as, as uh, Willy Wonka. You know they're going to redo that movie with women in the lead roles and it's going to suck and it's going to ruin everything as it always does. There have been multiple changes to Doll's original text, but the role Doll Story Company is defending the decision, concluding that it's not unusual to review the language used in works of the past and that changes were small and carefully considered. We want to ensure Roll Doll's wonderful stories and characters continue to be enjoyed by all children today, a spokesperson for the company told Fox News Digital. When publishing new print runs of books written years ago, it's not unusual to review the language used alongside updating other details, including a book's cover and layout page. Our guiding principle throughout has been to maintain the storylines, characters, and the irreverence and sharp spirit of the original text. Any changes made have been small and carefully considered. It is not small when you are eliminating gender. This is not a small, insignificant change. Just because it's just a word or two doesn't mean it doesn't fundamentally change the entire meaning of the story. This is like saying that gender is not a real thing. It almost sounds like gender is just a social construct, which, wait for it, is what the far left says. And they say that when they are trying to make the argument to eliminate the gender binary. Why do they want to eliminate the gender binary? So they can create a world of theys with no men and no women and everyone is the same and everyone is androgynous and dresses in overly baggy clothes and wears weird makeup and all this stuff. Okay, I'm being a little stereotypical now, but am I wrong? 
This is what the slippery slope looks like. As part of our process to review the language used, we worked in partnership with Inclusive Minds, a collective for people who are passionate about inclusion and accessibility in children's literature. They're passionate about it because they're pushing a political agenda. That is the only reason they would be passionate about it, is to push a political agenda. The current review began in 2020 before Dahl was acquired by Netflix. It has led Puffin and Roll Dahl Story Company together. Puffin, along with the Roll Dahl Company, made the changes in coordination with inclusive minds who are described by the spokesperson as we already read that. So sometimes Fox News needs a, a little bit of a better copy at it because they have the same paragraph twice in a row. Dahl, who passed away in 1990, has come under some scrutiny in recent years for alleged anti-Semitic comments he made prior to his death. They don't say what the anti-Semitic comments were. Of course, they never do. In December 2020, Dahl's family released a statement that three decades after his passing to apologize for the hurt his books caused. The Dahl family and the Roll Dahl Story Company deeply apologize for the lasting and understandable hurt caused by some of Roald Dahl's statements. The family's uh, brief statement reads, These prejudiced remarks are incomprehensible to us and stand in marked contrast to the man we knew and to the values at the heart of Roald Dahl's stories, which have positively impacted young people for generations. It concludes, We hope that just as he did his best at his absolute worst, Roald Dahl can remind us of the lasting impact of words. This is not a small deal, guys. I know it seems that way. I know it seems silly. But I'm far more worried about stuff. Oh, uh, what I'm about to say is going to get me into trouble. And I understand that it's going to get me into trouble. But I'm going to say it anyway. I am far more worried about stuff like this, where they're eliminating gendered language from, from books that almost every single child will read and be familiar with. I'm far more worried about stuff like this than I am about sexually explicit content in books. I really am. I'm not suggesting that I think sexually explicit content in books in schools is necessarily a positive, but I also don't think it's the end of the world because, spoiler alert, kids are going to find out about sex someday. They really are. And it's honestly like, you know, it, it, like the the focus on sex in books in schools and banning of the books in schools, I think it has com created complete misdirection from things that actually matter. And playing with language like this, changing the language just slightly. Sometimes, you know what the difference is? Think about it as a frog who gets put in a pot of boiling water. Think of, think of the sexually explicit books in schools as the pot of water that's already come to a boil. You throw the frog in the pot of boiling water. The frog knows this is dangerous. The frog jumps out, okay, because the, the water's already boiling. What they're doing with Roald Dahl's books is more akin to putting the frog in a pot of cold water. When it's still cold, you put the frog in. And then you slowly bring the water to a boil. What is going to happen in that situation 
is that the frog is going to sit there until it gets boiled to death because it was a slow, gradual change. I am far more worried about slow, gradual changes to books, like removing gendered language and offensive words from Roll Doll, but just making these small, little changes over time. It's not a big deal. No one is even going to notice. Don't worry about it. And if you think they're only doing this with Roll Doll's books, I got news for you. This is just the one they got caught on. This is far more dangerous in the long term, and that's why we need to be aware of it. And I know that the sex in books in schools is the sexy topic that people really like to talk about, and people are all in favor of these book bans. I'm not, by the way. I don't think we win this by banning things that we don't like. I think we have to win it in the marketplace of ideas. And while you guys are worried about this sexually explicit stuff and, you know, getting that one book out of the library as though getting that one book out of the library is going to fix the entire problem because guess what? The librarian's just going to replace it with like five more books that you don't know about and they're just going to keep doing this over and over and over and over and over again. Well, you're focused on the wrong thing. Well, you're focused on the distraction. Well, you're focused on the pretty woman in the skimpy costume like the magic show with the magician's assistant that's distracting you on the other part of the stage while the magician is really performing the real trick. The woke left is slowly but surely changing language in ways that will be imperceptible when we look back on it 50 years from now. This is far more important than the sexually explicit books in the classroom. The sexually explicit books are the pot of boiling water that you throw the frog in, the frog jumps right out. Changing language is putting the pot, the frog in a pot of cold water and bringing it slowly to a boil and the frog doesn't realize what happens until it's dead. You're welcome. I know this was a very uplifting podcast. All right, guys, that's all I've got. Take care. We'll see you soon.